Aaron, you don't have a business. You barely have one client. When are you gonna make this thing happen? A lot of people discredit the abilities that they have. That is, I think, one of the most challenging things that we all deal with is identity. You know, I think people think it needs to look, look a certain way whenever they're starting a business. They think they need to have all their ducks in a row. I will tell you this firsthand. Stop planning so dang much and just get out there and take action. Today, we discuss all things entrepreneurship and what it takes to completely pivot from one career choice to one in a completely different direction. Aaron shares his journey of pivoting from being an ER nurse to starting his own marketing agency while also being married. We also talk about what it takes to find your identity outside of your career, the true dark side of entrepreneurship not being a walk in the park, and how you too can chase your dreams and accomplishing your goal when it's a completely different direction of what you're pursuing right now. Episode 39 with Aaron Mosley begins now. Tell me about the process that you went through of being an ER trauma nurse to now deciding, I want to start my own creative business. What was that like for you? Honestly, it was a radical change. And for a long time, I always had the desire to do something creative. I loved photography and working in the emergency department naturally is very stressful. Some days makes you want to do anything but that uh, because you're sitting there at seven o'clock in the morning and next thing you know, this frankly, an overdose comes in and he's screaming at you and then his heart stops. That's a difficult way to start your day um, for anybody, even if you are a trained emergency room physician or a nurse, you're, you're trained to deal with these situations um, and, and to deal with high stress. But some days you just want to wake up slowly and have your coffee and have a nice casual conversation. Um, and that's, it's, it's hard on anybody. You know, it's, it's an amazing field because you get to save lives and not many people can say that they did that. So that, that's an incredible opportunity, but you know, after time I, I, you know, I did it for eight years doing critical care and emergency, it, it wears on you and it makes you feel just like kind of hopeless. And I needed an out. I needed something that I could sink my teeth into that is fun and energetic and creative and exciting. And if I wanted to go and grab a coffee in the middle of the day, uh, I can do that. You know, I think eventually I got tired of the corporate crap and the monotony of punch in at 7 a.m., punch out at 7 p.m. Lunch is exactly 29 minutes, not a minute over. Um, I just got, you know, I signed up for that, but that just wasn't for me, man. I have never really been someone who loves to follow the rules and to live inside a box. Um, I, I like to think outside the box. Unfortunately, that does not go well with emergency medicine. Um, there's protocols. Um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to be able to ultimately just do what I want, um, when I wanted, with who I wanted. I just wanted the ultimate control over my life and, you know, the freedom to travel when I want, to take a vacation. Um, the first six months of our marriage, uh, I worked night shift. And that was probably one of the hardest and most challenging times of our marriage because I would see my wife in passing for about 15 minutes um, before she would have to go off to work. 
And that was just not for me. And it was that moment I decided, you know what? I love this field of medicine, but eventually I'm going to do something that allows me to have more freedom. And so for me, I had a lot of motivation. Um, that was just kind of the beginning of it. So you talked about needing an out. And I think that that's probably something that a lot of us can relate to, whether that's currently, if you're listening to this episode, you're like, man, I need an out in this relationship. I need an out in this job. I need an out spiritually. Like, I just need something different to happen. And then you talked about, I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to do things on my own time. I wanted to travel, which I think is something that 100% of people would say. But what has it been like? Because I know this all too well, and I failed at this when I changed jobs and went to be my own boss. Was At least for me, there was this period of like 30 days where I did terrible. I, I loved it. It was like reminding me of being back in college, and then all of a sudden you're on Christmas break where you're like, I don't have to get up today. I can. No one's like texting me. I don't have my 8 a.m. class. And so I really failed. And a lot of people listening to this or they hear the word entrepreneurship on Instagram and they're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to be my own boss. But I, what caught me off guard was the amount of truly work of now you're going from this mindset of I'm getting paid. I don't know, as a nurse, if you were weekly or but the rest of us were biweekly. And it was kind of like you could do the bare minimum, but you still got paid the same amount. Whereas what you and I do now for a living day in, day out is directly tied to our end result of how good the product is and how much effort and there aren't just things falling in our lap every day it's like you have to actively go out and seek those things and not only just seek them but you're going to probably get rejected nine times out of ten on your pitch so what was that transition like for you on a practical level did you struggle were you a better man than i was and you were a lot better in the beginning were there bumpy things along the way that maybe even you're still working through today of going from kind of that corporate mindset of, hey, it's all the paperwork's done for us. Safety Money's net. Joined. Yeah, it's all going to show up for me. And now everything is on your shoulders. Great question. So first off, I like having things all on my shoulders. <laughs> That's my personality. You know, I like being in control. I like having a challenge every day. Um, some people just want to go to work every day and then come home and have dinner. That's not me. Uh, I like to mix it up. I like things to be different. I get bored easily. That's why I chose emergency medicine. Um, and I think that's why I have this huge creative side of my brain. So entrepreneurship is a daily grind. You know, they say the rent is due every day, you know, right? You, every day you have to wake up and make it happen because it's not going to come easy. Every single other business out there is fighting for the same clients, so every day you have to get up and you have to prove yourself. You have to better yourself. You have to constantly be ahead of the game. So it is a challenging world to be in. And in fact, I work more now than I ever have, okay, if we're talking about hours. But that's okay because I freaking love it. I love that every single day I get up, I look forward to getting up and working hard, um, if I want to take off at three o'clock on a Friday, I can do that. If I want to, you know, there's so much freedom. I think the problem is in today's modern age of social media, I see so many social media accounts on Instagram talking about like, I think they over glorify entrepreneurship. They make it seem like the ultimate path to becoming a millionaire. And that's, it's all about money. It's all about cars and looks and like, it's just real flashy. And I feel like that's just such a wrong way to do it because I will tell you if money and freedom are your main target priorities for becoming an entrepreneur, 
I mean, I'm taking a limb out here, but I think you will fail. Uh, for me, I realized that pretty quick because you can't just chase money. You will get burnt out so quickly. It doesn't matter how much money you make, you're going to eventually fall on your face with exhaustion because you're always going to want more. Every stage of business, that every goal that I reach, I'm always looking to the next goal once I reach it. So I think it's, you know, don't get too hung up on money and freedom. While those things are amazing, your primary motivation needs to be something deeper. It needs to be a heart cry. And for me, that's helping people. That's making an impact on my clients. That's seeing them smile and being able to provide better for their family. Um, it's just making a difference in this world. Uh, whatever that looks like, whatever your place of business, um, making a positive impact in your community and just helping others. To me, that is that holds so much more value than just a dollar figure. What did it take for you to gain the skills as a business owner of a marketing creative company? Because while I think there are probably some similarities as far as the seriousness, the gravity of the situation between being a trauma nurse and a business that I think that do correlate sometimes. Obviously, you're not saving one's life, but there is the life of a business that has to be taken seriously. And I think that every decision should have uh, be thought out and not just be throwing stuff at the wind. So where did you come up with all these skills? Because it's not like you could just overnight open up this successful business and have all the clients and business that you have been able to be blessed with today. Whatever it is your craft, whatever it is that you're going after, um, you'll hear a lot of other entrepreneurs say this, but you know, number one, find it, find a niche um, that you feel like you can thrive in, an area that you feel comes naturally to you. Um, and secondly, whatever it is that you do, be the best at it. If you can be the best in that area, then people will not question you. You know, where there is value, there's money. If you can, if you can come to any business, I don't care what it is, whether they're uh, you know, washing cars or, you know, um, window washing. I don't know why I'm talking about washing, but you know, any, any type of business, if you can come to them and say, Hey, here's, I can bring you value. There can be an exchange. So for me, I knew that in the beginning I was, I just picked what I'm good at. I, I was good at photography. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that for businesses. I know that there's a lot of local businesses around town. And so I started doing photography for free, even though I felt like my skill level was high, I didn't have a business yet. So I just started going out there and busting my balls, doing photography for local businesses, local brands, hotel chains, um, anything in fashion, you name it. I was out there shooting, man. And it was hard work and I had to pay to rent, rent stuff. So, you know, I think people think it needs to look, look a certain way whenever they're starting a business. Um, they think they need to have all their ducks in a row. I will tell you this firsthand, stop planning so dang much and just get out there and take action. Action is king. Uh, Gary V will uh, follow up on that. Action is everything. Uh, if, if you want to do something, whether that's becoming a professional photographer or starting your own marketing agency, get out there and start trying. Uh, and secondly, follow and shadow anybody who's doing what it is that you want to do and learn from them. Learn everything you can. You need to become an, uh, an expert. You need to get your PhD in, you know, in that specific skill set um, in order to get started. 
talk to me about what it's like starting from scratch while also being married. Because I think that sometimes the biggest curse in my life, I tell myself, is like, God, I just want to be in a relationship. But then there are some days, very few, that I wake up and I'm like, it's actually great that it's two o'clock and I just woke up because I've been up all night editing or I can just leave the house on a whim on a weekend and go work for a client. And I don't want to put words in your mouth for anyone listening or, or your specific relationship, but I would imagine being a great husband or a great wife isn't just like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. See you later. Yeah. Uh, so I think that whenever you are married and you know, you're know you the man of the house, you definitely feel a greater level of responsibility um, to get out there and work because when it's just you, like, yeah, I can pay my rent, I can go out and get some drinks, I can get dinner on the weekend, I'm good. But when you're providing for your family, I think that there's another level of drive there because you want to provide, you want to give them the best life possible. So for me, that definitely drives me. Um, seeing my wife happy drives me. Seeing her face every day, getting to be able to work from home, um, you know, in my pajamas when I want to is a lot better than having to be at a hospital on Christmas morning working. Um, you know, I get to be at home. And so that, you know, being in a marriage, uh, starting your own business definitely comes with its challenges. <laughs> uh, because, you know, everybody thinks, oh, you're, you're going to be an entrepreneur. That's awesome. You have control over your schedule. You get to set how many hours you work and, you know, all these wonderful things. But what they miss is actually most entrepreneurs work more than any other field because the average person works, what, 40 hours a week? Yeah, most entrepreneurs work 60 or 70 hours a week. You know, it looks a little bit different. Um, every day is different and, you know, we love what we're doing, but ultimately the buck stops with us. So we're out there working hard and, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. But yeah, when I first started, you know, I um, was working at the hospital while trying, trying to start this business. Um, I would, you know, take phone calls during lunch breaks uh, with clients. I would send emails um, to prospective clients. You know, you just have to hustle like every day. You, you know, you have to work hard and um, you know, it doesn't have to look any certain way. Some people think they need to quit their jobs and just jump in and go full, full in and, and work really hard. Guys, don't do that. Don't put that stress on yourself. You know, have a good job that provides an, a stable income for you so that all the pressure isn't on the business. You know, from to the first three months of my business, I didn't make it, I didn't make more than a hundred bucks, you know? Um, I don't know if that's the exact figure, but you know, I, I, you, you can't, you can't put that much pressure on a business. So, you know, my encouragement would be to, you know, have a good job and slowly work your way into your company. You know, as you make more and more money with that business, then you can slowly back off from your regular day job. Have you found that both you guys, both you and Sarah, have, we'll call it creative jobs, because I think singing and music, what she does absolutely is a, a creative output. Have you found that it's been... Um, more challenging at times or uh more a bigger blessing because there's more of a mutual understanding of grace of both you guys being in these kind of creative what i call either we're hitting it out of the park home runs or it's like there's a big drought and there's not a lot of business because both of you guys are pitching your skills and talents and outputs and there's not 
you know, always the steady flow of new things and new wins. And there's oftentimes a lot of loneliness and rejection and kind of being your own boss and, and having your own output. You know, I think as an entrepreneur, uh, there are major highs and lows. You see all these infographics on Instagram about that, where like you see these peaks and valleys, what it actually looks like versus what you think it's going to look like. Man, that can't be more more true. Uh, entrepreneurship comes with highs and lows. And being in the creative industry especially, I think, is unpredictable and can be volatile uh, because you know every day is different and it kind of eaves and flows based on seasons or whatever industry you're in, whether... You know, that's the entertainment industry. Um, you know, the music industry is its own beast. Uh, I don't quite understand that industry, but yeah, definite highs and lows there because, you know, you can have a song placed on TV one minute and then you don't write another song for four months. So that comes with its own challenges. You know, I think us both being creatives, um, there's a mutual understanding there where, you know, we get it when, you know, you're stressed out. I think creatives are very passionate and deep people. So we feel it when it hurts and we also feel it whenever we do really well. But yeah, I do think that it's great being married to another creative because you definitely learn from each other and you support each other through the process. What role has faith played for you in on, on a personal level and in, in kind of taking this, we'll call it change of direction in your life, or you might even say a, a giant leap of faith? What what role has, has that been like for you or how have you grown or, or even struggled with it? For me, it's always been at, you know, at the root of this. What is it I'm trying to, what problem am I trying to solve? Why am I doing this? You know, I, I ask myself that almost every day. I've got a note on my desk that literally says like, has a list of the reasons of why I'm doing this business. Um, I think God places dreams and desires in our hearts for a reason. And I think it's up to us to make them happen. He's not going to do it for you. And I think if you ignore uh, those desires in your heart, then you're fooling yourself. A lot of people discredit uh, the abilities that they have, the talents, because they think that they need to go and get the nine to five. They need the predictable life they need to provide. Those things are true. And, you know, you do have to provide for your family. But at the end of the day, you got to be real with yourself. Like, do I want to continue sitting at this office desk for the rest of my life? Hey, some people love that. You know, <laughs> some people want to move up the carpal ladder, but yeah, you got to be honest with yourself. Like for me, that's, that's not what I wanted. I wanted a life that, you know, I had uh, a picture board of different things, you know, and I, I've got a huge seven foot uh, whiteboard in my room that has all kinds of things written down, dreams and desires. And ultimately it comes down to your heart cry. And I think the desires that God's placed in in your heart, you got to follow your passion. You got to, you know, and don't discredit that. Faith has always played a big role in what I do. Um, working in the emergency room, you see a lot of crazy things, which can be really hard. And, you know, it's amazing because I got to minister to people and I got to help them. And, uh, you know, I don't take that lightly. I, I, I really respect that. And, respect the position that that holds. Um, for me now in my business, uh, my faith has affected me in a way that, you know, I, I always remember I'm just trying to help people and make, be a positive light wherever I go. Um, I don't have to preach to my clients. Um, but I certainly try to be a man of God. I try to be honorable and respected, respect and honest, 
Um, and I think that that goes a long way in the place of business. You talked about not having to preach to your clients. And I think that that's really neat that you said that because I want to pick your brain because I really value your um, insight on faith and business. Um, what can you share with people that are listening today that feel the calling or the tugging that God's placing on their heart to do something with their faith? And we're all called scripturally not to just, you know, once we know the truth and we believe in Jesus, not to just keep it to ourselves, but to share with the world. But I think that there's this massive in my opinion, false narrative that the enemy uses against so many of us that, oh, you're only going to be um, impactful if you go work at a church, yeah. or you're only going to be if you're a pastor or a worship leader. But you even talked about it in your ER experience of you know getting to share faith every once in a while. So what insight or two cents can you share with how you think about making an impact on others for the kingdom and internal standpoint, but not being a pastor, not being a full-time church staff member, and all the things that come with that. I think how you act is a huge testimony. I think, you know, every day um, that I have a meeting with clients is an opportunity. I have a lot of clients that will just open up to me sometimes and just say it's been a really crappy week. Or I, I've had clients tell me I'm so stressed out, my head's about to explode. I've had clients tell me that they've thinking about there's been times where they've thought about doing something completely different or closing their place of business. And I see those as opportunities. I don't try to speak out of bounds and tell them what they should do, but I see those as ministering opportunities where I might tell them like, you know, just so you know, you've, you've made a huge impact on my life. Or I think that you have an incredible business and I think that you're an amazing person and you're helping a lot of people. You just got to keep going. Like I will say little things like that. And I think that that goes a long way because it, a client in business relationship isn't just about business. You know, I would say, you know, 80% of it is sure. But the other part is relationship. You know, you got to have a good relationship with these people because ultimately they're trusting you. You know, they're, they're putting their finances into you. Um, that's a big deal. And, you know, when you can just be a real person and talk to them, not as a salesman, but as a friend sometimes, um, that can make a massive impact on not only your business, but, you know, your relationship. So I think that just being a, a good person in general um, and just being real and uh, loving, I think that goes a long way in the place of business. Talk to me about how you approach not letting being an ER nurse being a small business owner, be your identity, be, be oh. your everything. Cause I, I think you're extremely passionate about it. Your business, you're, I'm sure you're extremely passionate about being a nurse. You did for eight years and I'm an extremely passionate person. And so I know I've had to learn to catch myself of not letting me put all the eggs in that basket only because it can turn around and burn you pretty bad when things don't work out, when you are forced to close the business, when, XYZ client does walk away and it starts to to feel a little bit deeper and hurts you more than it should because you're letting that define you. So how do you balance, even if you're still working on this, what's your process of being equally passionate about waking up every day and, and crushing it for the business, but also being like, this isn't what my true identity is? Gosh, that is, I think, one of the most challenging things that we all deal with is identity. Nowadays, especially, because I feel like our identity is placed everywhere for the world to see. And the more we put ourselves out there, 
on social media or what have you, the more we can't help but think about what do people think of me, you know? Uh, I think a lot of people get stuck on that. I certainly have struggled with identity um, for years, no matter how successful I've been in this area or not. Um, especially, I, I, you know, I can't speak to females, but, um, you know, as a man, I know for sure that even when I was um, at the top of my game, uh, I had made it to the very tip top of the nursing profession, um, you know, as a trauma nurse, you know, five years of schooling, three years of experience and classes, I still compared myself every day to the physician. Like, why didn't I go to medical school? Like, you know, and I'd be hard on myself, uh, or, you know, I'd just have a bad day and be like, this, you know, like, am I really just an ER nurse? Like, you know, like, you know, I just bash myself. Uh, and that's not a good place to be. Um, Fast forward to now and my place of business um, and, and running this marketing agency, uh, identity is something that I try to think less about. I try to think more about the positive impact that I'm having. I try to think about uh, how I'm helping other people more so than how I'm helping myself. And for me, I think that's been a radical change because if it's all about me, then man, I'm not going to be happy. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, you can provide for your family and you can have all the money in the world and all the success, but gosh, it gets lonely at the top. And I, a lot of people speak to that. They get all the way to the top and they're making all this money and it's all about them. And they're like, oh, crap, this is not as great as I thought it was going to be. And is this really what my identity is wrapped up in? Is these cars and this nice house? Man, it, it's a bottomless pit. And that's why you really have to have your focus, your motivation be something greater than that, whether that's uh, working with a nonprofit or doing missions work or helping your local community through volunteering or consulting. You know, it, it can be anything. And, and really, that's up to you. Um, but you can't place your identity just in what you're, you know, yourself and what you're doing. It's, it's got to be, you know, in helping others and things like that. So you talk about one of the biggest motivators of shifting, you know, from nursing to now where you ended up was you needed a change. You wanted something different. Yeah. Do you feel like that day will ever come with this business or do you feel like you've found something that can sustain you and keep you on your toes for a while? Satisfied. Or is, yeah. Or, or, or is it just a two to be determined and you're just living in the day or do you feel like this is the thing? Man, I, you know, again, I don't think any of us will ever arrive, um, at that place. I think we do reach goals every day. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, it's been a, it's been a journey when I first started this out, this business out, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I really had no idea. I just knew that I wanted to make more money and uh, do something creative. Honestly, that was the beginning stages of it. And that's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out. And just being in clear transparency, um, for like the three years prior to starting this business, I had all these ideas and dreams. And I thought I was being productive by just writing them down. And I was like, oh yeah, I've got, I've got this little side business. I'm starting a business. I literally said the word I was launching a business for like three years, except nothing happened. So, you know, I take, take it with a grain of salt, but planning and, 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 you know, writing down goals, I think that's, I think it's crucial. 
but eventually you got to take action and you got to move forward. And it wasn't until I did that, that I finally figured out what it is I wanted to do is getting out there, trying it. You know, if you've got ideas and dreams, something that you think you might be interested in, go out and try it. Follow, follow someone who's already doing that thing and figure out what it's like, uh, because you'll never know what's going to pique your interest or your curiosity. And you never know what you're going to be good at until you give it a shot. And for me, um, you know, when I started doing the photography, uh, then I realized, oh, what else can I do to make money? Okay, I can try web design. I think I could learn that. <laughs> you know, so I spent six months like studying and practicing and studying and practicing. And uh, eventually I started getting clients and that eventually grew more and more. And now I have this full-blown marketing agency and we do, you know, five different uh, services. We cover multiple different industries. Um, we're a growing business and you know, had I not just gone out and picked up a camera, I never would have known that where I would be today. So you really touched on in that answer, everything that this show is all about, and it's taking action towards that goal. So what if there was a single thing or, or maybe there's a few things that you can remember? What was that transition? Or what was that force that initiated that action that went from I'm saying I'm going to start this business for three years and all of a sudden you did it. Was it waking up all of a sudden and one day realizing, man, if I actually don't do anything, nothing happens. Was it kind of getting bored at the whole nursing stuff? Like what was, what really pushed you over the edge to finally, you know, say I need to, to make this happen if I want this to be a reality? Well, I will tell you for one, I was burnt out with my current job and I was tired, but that's not enough motivation to get you there. Just being dissatisfied with where you're at is not is not going to push you over the edge. You need to find something else that's going to motivate you every day. And but I will tell you, there was a wake up call moment, and I remember it to this day. I was sitting in our crappy apartment um, with my wife, and I was like talking about this business quote quote <laughs> that I had, and uh, it it wasn't a business. I had like 1.5 clients, you know. Uh, I don't even really know what I was doing for them other than consultant work, a little bit of photography here and there. But my wife came to me and she said, Aaron, you don't have a business. You barely have one client. Like, when are you going to make this thing happen? Like you do not have a business yet. You need to get out there and start making phone calls, start meeting people and taking action. For some reason, that really hit home. <laughs> I think it was the fact that she was like, I was like, what? Yes, I do. I have a business. No, you don't. Uh, so for me, that really was the kicker, um, that realization that, crap, I, I, I need to get out there and I need to start making movement. And um, so for, gosh, the first um, six months of starting my, you know, truly starting my business and, you know, forming an LLC and taking action, I, I just got out there and just met people and talked to them about what, what are your problems in your business? What do you need? Um, because I think that sometimes we might perceive what other businesses may need help with when in reality, that's not it. So go out and, and talk to, uh, if you are a business to business or a business to customer, um, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do, go out and find out what their problems are and then solve them. That's when the, the money exchange happens. So that's, that's how I got started is just shaking hands, uh, kissing babies, you know, getting out there, having coffee, having conversations, and you'll never know where that will lead to because 
my first client actually came from, uh, I did a post on social media that introduced me to this girl who needed help with a business, who I got coffee with, who ended up not needing my business, but referred me to somebody else who ended up being a shady person who was trying to take my money. And then they referred me to somebody else and eventually found my first client. (laughs) So uh, you never know how you're going to meet your first client or get that first agency. Sometimes it's three connections down the road, you know, Um, but the point is just get out there and start meeting people and asking questions and problem solving. I know one of the biggest threats to being a creative and especially being a creative business owner is the idea of feeling uncreative or feeling like, you know, you're comparing yourself to others because we do all live in the social media world. And I know for me, I've had to oftentimes unfollow um, certain people that even I looked up to because I was getting so caught up and it's like, man, like I could never make something like that or, or on the flip side of like, I could make something so much better than that. How do they have all the opportunities? And I just realized like it was a death by a thousand cuts and it was just all this, this burden and this weight that was then keeping me from doing what I need to do. So my question to you is like, where do you find your inspiration? Is it movies? Is it music? Is it, you know, journaling? Like how, how are you able to stay creative or find creativity in a world that you and I so often are told no or not yet? or you're not good enough, or there's always someone bigger and better, or someone will do this for cheaper. Why would I use you? So how do you stay you know, creative? Well, for one, I think you have to be extremely focused. You can't let your mind wander and you can't compare yourself to others. I think it's one thing when you're starting a business and you're kind of looking at other businesses or other creatives and you're, and you can kind of model after them like, Oh, like they offer this suite of services. I really, I really like that. Or, you know, they do copywriting or email marketing or something like that. They do. I think I could do that in my business. That's different. You know, that's a comparison to find out what it is that you want to offer your clients. That's totally fine. I think everybody should do that. Um, Do your research. But where you run into trouble is when you start comparing your skills and abilities to other people. Um, It's one thing to learn from somebody, but when you're getting on Instagram, which, you know, we all do it. When you get on there and you start looking at these other people who are doing what you want to do, man, there's nothing that's going to suck the lifeblood out of you faster than you know, your shortcomings or comparing, because you don't know what that person went through to get there. You know, they may have, it may be 15 years of blood, sweat, and tears before they got to that place. So stop comparing because you're never going to be that person. And frankly, you shouldn't be. You need to find out what you're good at. You need to find out what you can bring to the table. And man, I tell you, you are going to get so much more satisfaction and confidence out of realizing what it is that you're good at than trying to copy off of somebody else. So I feel like this entire episode is probably the answer to the question I'm about to ask you, but uh, it's the last question and every guest gets the same last question, but I've really learned a lot from you. I know people, I'm always learning a lot from you just in this episode and uh, you know, you've been a huge blessing in my life since moving here. But as you know, you're on the no more zero days podcast and a zero day is where you get nothing done towards achieving your dream goal or life, be it that you want to find a spouse, be it that you're a nurse and now you want to start a creative business, be it that, you know, whatever it is you're believing for this year is is learning to not live in this, what I call a zero day mentality or a hundred day mentality, where a zero day, you're getting nothing done. For me, it was like going to Taco Bell two times a day, waking up at 12, not showering, 
and watching Netflix or playing video games for the rest of the day because I was scared to deal with the reality of having to put myself out there. Or then the next day, because I had so many zero days, maybe on like Friday, I was crushing it. I got up at five, I worked out, I listened to five hours of Gary Vee, I sent 2,000 emails. And what I really learned is that the danger in that mentality is that only one of those actually moves the ball forward. And actually, I truly believe that zero days aren't just a pause button, but they actually move us in the opposite direction of where we need to go. And I believe that if you kind of think of things on my goal now is to either be somewhere between a one or a 99, if Monday is a 50 and Tuesday is a five, but then Thursday is a 75 is at least when you look back at the past week, month, year, quarter, you have moved the ball forward towards wherever that goal is and the little things. And those little wins oftentimes, at least in my life have become contagious. So I know I feel like your entire episode is probably the summation of, of your answer to this, but I just want to ask you, what advice would you give, be it a story, uh, be it a past work example, be it whatever you're going through right now, would you give to someone who is stuck in this zero-day mentality right now, who is listening to this episode, and they know that there's that calling or that dream or that vision in their life that they want to pursue, but they're scared, but they feel inadequate, but they're just stuck in this zero-day mentality? So uh, get out there. Uh, get out there and you know, grab your dreams with your hands, touch them, um, you know, put yourself in the world, uh, because that's the only place that you're going to get out of your comfort zone. You've got to get out of your comfort zone, because I tell you, starting a business is the most uncomfortable thing. Uh, and the more you can get uncomfortable, uh, the better, because you're going to learn quickly. Um, you know, my business is called Motivate Your Passion. Um, for a reason, uh, you have to stay motivated. You got to stay, and you got to find something that you're passionate about doing. Um, you know, I think that the word motivation sometimes get overused. I see it a lot on Instagram. There's accounts dedicated just to motivation guys. Sometimes, you know, you just don't feel motivated. Uh, and I like what you said about the zero to, to 99, you know, uh, yesterday I was, I guess as an example, you know, I was probably at like a 100, like I was crushing it. I was in phone meetings. I was driving in between meetings. I was getting coffee with clients. I was smashing deals. Like it was a, a win of a day, but not every day is like that. And that's okay. You don't have to get up every single day at 5am on the dot. Um, it doesn't need to look like this Instagram lifestyle of crushing it and hustle, hustle, hustle. Stop it with the hustle. My God, yes, you have to work hard, but you don't have to kill yourself. Give yourself a break. Give yourself credit. Get out there. Just try. And before you know it, you're going to be making an impact and doing something you love.